Hey guys, you're listening to our Orville Review. I'm Toby, and I'm joined on this journey by Steve. Hello, Toby. And each week, we'll share our opinions on the latest episode of the series. This week, it's the season finale, Future Unknown. If you love the Orville, like, subscribe, and let us know in the comments what you thought of the episode. And don't forget, we release new episodes of Star Trek Strange New Worlds podcast every week. So Steve, I think we need to look at this in two ways. As an episode of the Orville, and then separately as a season and possibly series finale. Okay. So first of all, as an episode of the Orville, how do you think this did? It's the worst of the season. Why do you say that? Because I feel they got it the wrong way round. It was just a filler episode. Domino should have been the last episode. Last week's episode was amazing. How did that not get the end? Mm -hmm. I like the wedding, don't get me wrong. I felt that the writing of the episode was good. It was just filler, though. This is why Domino probably should have been the last episode and not Future Unknown. I think had they put Domino at the end, you wouldn't have been able to do as much with the Kalon, like some of the Kalon jokes. Ah, yes. So I kind of get that. But I just felt as an episode of the Orville, it was meh. Yep. As a series finale, I feel like it just went out on a whimper. Yeah, it really did. They described the thing and I was like, so please don't let me have to watch two naked Mocklin running through the woods now. And I said that out loud and I then had to watch it. <laughs> you open up with this overly long scene of Isaac fetching Clara Banana. Very long scene. <laughs> then we get the Bortus and Clyde and renewing of the vows, which leads to running around through forests naked and the hunt, which was fun. I didn't object to that. For an intro, I was hoping there was going to be something more. That's all I could say. <laughs> I did like the bit where they put their heads together. You know, we are now one. And they put their heads together and everyone's just like, wait, thing, what do we do now? Uncomfortably. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliantly done, by the way. <laughs> the purity of the chase. They're there to witness the purity of the chase. Now, all they saw was the two Mocklins go into the woods and come out of the woods. They didn't see what happened. So how did they know it was pure? Really don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> then we go to Sagas 4. Now, I don't know how many of the old episodes you've seen. We've been there before. Have you seen that episode? No, I haven't, no. Okay. But I got I got the just quite quickly. It's all to do with social scores, and people would give you an upvote or a downvote, and if you get too many downvotes, then you basically go for reprogramming. Obviously, we've seen this girl before, and she helped save Lamar. You know, very vital in getting him off the planet. And then she comes onto the ship and she basically wants asylum. She thinks, I don't like the way my world is going, so I want a better opportunity in life. Don't blame her. Yeah. I just felt like she was moaning the entire time. And as soon as she said, I want to go home, I was like, what have you stolen? What have you taken? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I kind of had the same suspicion that there was something (laughs) awry there. (laughs) But the thing is, it was just one communicator. I wanted that bag to be like Mary Poppins' bag. I wanted her to pull out lampshades. (laughs) I kind of wanted like an ironing board, the slippers and the dressing gown that she'd stolen. How did you feel about her in the story? Do you think she brought anything to the story or do you think she was possibly an attempt to replace Charlie? Possibly, but she doesn't add anything to the crew at the moment. But I also felt like she was there to explain the union's 
position on not sharing technology you know the whole star trek thing mm-hmm. you know that was needed that they use the hollow deck to show her the before and afters of technology and worlds that aren't ready for it so it was all um a moral technical discussion i mean take our planet for example right now with the price of energy gas electric and all that lot, if another civilization came to our planet and said oh we can provide you with this so-and-so core and it would provide you unlimited energy. And if it went to America, if it went to Russia, if it went to China, they'd take it, but they would not share it. No, that's it. So I can totally see what they're all about. Yeah, yeah. And Kelly makes the exact point. The, the rich would monopolise it. On this planet right now, that's exactly what they're doing. So I get it. Yeah. I did like Isaac's proposal. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. And when she says, what are you doing? Why are you doing this now? He's like, well, it's your age. He just blames it on her age. <laughs> one thing you do to a woman when they're a little bit angry is mention their age. You're really old. <laughs> she then goes to Kelly and Tala to have a discussion about the pros and cons. Just the three of them there getting drunk. I thought that was excellent. It was fun. There should be more of those three just drunk. I really thought it was a really well done scene. And I like the way that, you know, they asked the super person. I liked the way it was all scripted and done was brilliant. I liked it. I did like it once they got Ed's advice. She was like, you can go now, super person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're done with you. <laughs> then we have Claire going to talk to her kids about the marriage. They were already aware of it. That was a good scene too. I like that. The best way of dealing with that. Yeah, it was. You could have had a whole drawn out thing, but what's the point? I think the two kids have come to accept him now again. Yeah. Especially the older kid. He's old enough now to know, do you know what? Mum needs to be happy. Yeah. And, you know, a happy mum is a happy child, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Isaac then goes straight to Kelly after a little chat with Lamar. Kelly, I want to get intimate with you. (laughs) (laughs) Did you catch her face? Yeah. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, she, she did that brilliantly. She was like shocked and revolted at the same time. <laughs> it was beautiful. The best thing is the later scene when the doctor goes to Lamar. That scene, you could tell he was in trouble. You know, like she was on the warpath. You could just tell by her voice that this is it. You are in for it. It was that Lamar across engineering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It took me back to my youth when we used to come around your house. If we did anything, and your mum would scream, and we'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, then we get a nice little scene with Kelly going to tell Claire about what Isaac did. And Claire's like, I want you to be my maid of honour. Straight away, she's like, why, what did you come here to tell me? All happy. And <laughs> she's like, Isaac wants to sleep with me. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> going back a bit there, I know. But that led to the scream. Very well set up and very well done. Yeah, I agree. And then we've got Isaac, who wants Gordon to be his best man. Yes. Now, I thought that's a perfect decision. He's the right man. He's a go-to guy if you want someone to have fun and be able to rid people in a nice way. But somehow, Mortis shoehorns his way into that argument, wins the debate, and becomes best man. How did that happen? I don't know. For the follow-on, it was worth it. Put it that way. <laughs> Isaac is realising that one of the customs is to invite your family and friends to the wedding. So he decides to invite the primary. Well, the whole fleet. <laughs> then you cut to Gordon, who is angry that Bortus has got this job. And he doesn't understand how that happened. He's like, I'm the funnier man. I'm the best person for the job. And normally I don't like people being very vain. But in this case, I agree with him. Yeah. And Isaac wanted him. That was it. Isaac chose him. So it was actually very rude of Bortus. I agree. Yeah. Ed's like, well, how angry are you? And he's like, I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm really angry. And he goes, are you more angry at this or the Kalon invasion of Earth? 
And at that moment, the sandwich arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for the sandwich for the last episode and a half. <laughs> I was like, yay. I was so glad they remembered to do that. Yeah, I am. So we have a bit of Kelly and Tala discussing with Lacella as to why they don't share their tech. Yes. Then we cut to the stag party, which is like a really cheesy Las Vegas nightclub. This is brilliant. <laughs> I could see Clyden. I could see everyone. I was like, where is Bortus? Like, this is going to be a reveal. And then the one and only Elvis and the curtain comes back to reveal Bortus slash Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And it, and the best thing was only Clyden was cheering. <laughs> I thought that was just so well done. And you get this contrast between him singing really bad Elvis songs, yeah, to the hen party where a hollow version of Isaac is strip dancing, complete with tassels. <laughs> Claire gets up and starts dancing with him. <laughs> I thought their hen party was brilliant. And then we have a little moment on the bridge. Baltus is like, oh, a large amount of vessels are on their way. 4,000 Kalon vessels. <laughs> Gordon's like, they lied, they're coming. <laughs> Isaac's like, no, I just invited them, they're my wedding guests. <laughs> like, Where does he think he's going to put them on? This is it, he didn't think, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Claire's reaction, you can't, know. She's just like, no. <laughs> so they decide to live stream it. Why not? May as well. Cut to the wedding and the simulate suite. I'm really glad that they managed to get Alara back. Yes. She's not in a lot, but it was just a nice little gesture. And if this is the final episode ever, we got to see her one more time, which was great. I agree. Then we get the Bortus speech. <laughs> it was the stone cold delivery of kidding aside or something like that. Every time he said something derogatory. <laughs> she whispers to Isaac and Isaac says, thank you so much, but... Gordon, would you like to say something? And Gordon gets up and he does a wonderful job. Yeah, he does. Oh, I forgot to say, when Walter stands up and does his speech, he's tapping the little glass, isn't he? It's the best. I want to record that little soundbite so that when the kids are making lots of noise... <laughs> you will be silent! <laughs> they get married. It's a very nice wedding. And slow pan out, end of the episode. At the start of the wedding, yeah. there are 4,000 ships outside there you get to the end of the episode they pan out where have the four thousand ships gone maybe they were just out of shot to give the orville the limelight <laughs> they got bored and went home <laughs> um i don't know lots to drink they're probably just going off on the road and doing things <laughs> in the car park i have no idea Steve. <laughs> so as a standalone episode of the Orville, how would you rate this? I don't think it's a bad episode. Like I said earlier, I think it's a funny yeah. episode, but it's definitely just filler. Yeah. It's a light episode, but it's not something that I'm going to go back to and watch again. Didn't you feel that it was like there's nothing really to see here? Felt like it brings a resolution to the, well, at least the first part of the Isaac and Claire storyline. Yeah. So will they, won't they? And if the show does continue for another season, that new dynamic will be interesting to play on. Yes. It's, it's harsh to use the word worst, but it's the worst episode out of season three. I'm feeling harsh because they do the wedding storyline here, mm. but I would agree. Yeah, I just think they could have done it in 40 minutes and not one hour and 20. Like I said, I would agree it's the weakest one, but I'm also left disappointed that it's the finale. Had this been episode nine, and then there was going to be a finale that dealt with his daughter, I don't think I'd be so harsh on the episode. I agree. 
Talia says, as long as I'm locked up, you'll never see her. That's the end of that storyline. I was really expecting something to come up. We spoke about it last week, and I honestly thought this would be the the hunt for his daughter or something along those lines. But no. So I feel like it's a bit of a disappointing way to end the season, really. What did you think of Kelly and Ed holding hands at the end? I haven't got a problem with that. As long as we don't get the whole couple's arguments on the bridge. And you're only saying that because what you did last week. Yeah. And if that's the end of this show, it's a nice way to end the show. Yeah, I agree. We agree that this is the weakest one of the season then, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, we haven't got an episode to look forward to next week. But what we will do next week is we'll do a short summary of what we think are the best and the weakest parts of the season. And also, we'll rank the episodes properly. Yes, okay. So that's it for another episode of the Orville Review. Thanks for listening and don't forget to like and subscribe so you can be notified when we release the last episode of Season 3 Review. 